This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. No idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That better who even when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And all the dirty studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones, romantic crazy fans that leave no real a ton. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. God, that was terrible. From 35 to 1941, the Columbia Pictures Stooge films are considered the peak Stooge days. Mm. This is like the your your real peak Stooge. The peak Stooge, dude. Like <laughs> this was their uh, graduation and 808s and heartbreaks. You know. <laughs> so during that all that time, they never made a full length movie. They did. They made some features as well. Okay. They made everything. Mm. These guys were fucking everywhere. They mm. were making short comedies. They're making features. They're doing radio. They're doing mm. live stage performances. Mm. They are fucking like everywhere. I. I don't know. They had to have known how big they were. There's just no way. Yeah, There's no, just they, no way. They signed a deal. This would be like if the Backstreet Boys were like, what? We're like popular? You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Nearly every film produced during that like peak heyday of them became a classic in its own right. We're going to talk about a few of their movies. I, I figured I would like bring you just a few of their like, you know, big ones. You had a uh, Hoy Polloi in 1935. It adapted the premise this of... This made up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah. I mean, everything's made up. But... Yeah, everything. <laughs> the world's made up, brother. Hoy <laughs> <laughs> Polloi in 1935 adapted the premise of Pygmalion with a stuffy professor making a bet that he can transform the uncultured trio into refined gentlemen. Oh, that sounds like a great premise. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I want to watch that yes. right now. Some of these I would actually watch. I watched the wrong Three Stooges movie. I watched some weird one where they were like, building a, a helicopter or some shit. It was terrible, but mm. these actually sound pretty good. The Three Little Beers, get it? Three Little Beers in 1935 featured the Stooges running amok on a golf course to win prize money. There was, <laughs> this one I gotta see, Disorder in the Court features the team as star witnesses in a murder trial. <laughs> the Three Stooges are a murder <laughs> Are the murder witnesses. That's funny. That's, That's good shit. Yeah, heading close to home. <laughs> yes, but it's... <laughs> The thing that happened, pretend that's uh, not do, do well, movie. Yeah, I'm curious to know what the crime was yeah. for that movie. Was it somebody getting beaten to death yeah. in an alleyway? They're like, we didn't witness it. And he just like bonks the other, he bonks Mo on the head and Curly gouges his eyes out. Yeah, these also like great premises for these, these Stooge movies. Yeah, no, it keeps going, man. There was 
stooge. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Jurassic <I'm>, stooge. <laughs> there was uh, in a plumbing we will go. I gotta see this one. One of the team's quintessential comedies. This is like probably their most famous one ever. The Stooges are plumbers who nearly destroy a socialite's mansion, causing water to exit every appliance in the home, including an early television set. <laughs> this one was also remade twice as Vagabond Loafers and Scheming Schemers. Sounds pretty funny to me, man. I don't Ooh. know. You take an edible and watch that shit. That's going to be a good night. Watch the murder trial. These all sound great. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need to do a Stoogeathon. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, of course, in the 40s, they got into their Nazi stuff. Right, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they did... Uh, <laughs> they had their Kanye moment. <laughs> yeah, they had their Kanye moment, <laughs> exactly. They had their, their... Their career is very much like Kanye, you know, well, they, they just... Well, the difference was they were making fun of the Nazis, not yeah. actively Yeah, that's them. very <laughs> true, that's very true. When they the, weren't bitching about contracts, either. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, man, for real. With the onset of World War II, the Stooges released several entries that poke fun at the rising Axis powers. You Nazi Spy in 1940 and its sequel, I'll Never Heil Again in 1941. <laughs> these, these are fucking titles out of a Mel Brooks movie. <laughs> You tell me that it's springtime for Hitler, isn't it? <laughs> I'll never heil again. I'll never heil again. <laughs> oh, A shit. musical comedy brought to you by the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but after the 40s, it uh, sort of, after the Nazi stuff, they're kinda, their downfall kind of began. Mm. Um, <laughs> just like Kanye. <laughs> Uh, you know, it couldn't last forever. We've been on this journey now for, I mean, this was, uh, at this point, they've been at it for like a decade or so. And being that it was the 30s and 40s, somebody's got to die, you know. Mm. It, it just, uh, it, Ted Healy, mm. there's got to be a justice paid in the universe for what happened to him. <laughs> so one of these guys, their life contracts have to be up, you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this, But this time you don't get beaten to death, at least. That's good, by a vegetable man. So, <laughs> so one of these stooges fucking died. Uh, we're gonna talk about the death of old Curly. Not Curly. Curly dude. man. He was uh, that's the one who had the really bad origin story for his name in the first yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, He shaved his head because Ted Healy said he didn't look funny enough, mm. so he shaved his head bald. And apparently was like, oh, don't I look girly? Uh -huh. And then apparently Ted Healy heard curly. I it I just always thought he called himself curly because he was bald and it was funny because yeah. he didn't have fucking hair. Yeah, you know? that's what it is. These guys run so much fucking hair on. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> nothing makes sense with these motherfuckers. <laughs> Everything they were just idiots. They, they were, were just the idiots. But they were idiots. they were idiots surrounded by death. They were like idiots. <laughs> like it was it was they have were they seen, were dumb and dumber. Have like you ever seen Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's dude. What this is. The yes. real life. They were just fucking idiots who everybody died around them. Oh my you know? god! These people are just running here killing themselves. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, god, man. So We're in a oh cult of mass, mass yeah. suiciders. There was, a, there was like a little known Three Stooges short where they like accidentally agreed for Columbia Pictures to kill Ted Healy. You know, they were like, whoops, we didn't mean to say... That's not the contract I thought I signed. <laughs> oh, we didn't mean to green light his death, you know. Oh, golly gee, Curly. Speaking of Curly and death, Curly was like 
pretty much universally hailed as the most popular stooge. Everybody fucking loved Curly. He was he was the, the Chris dude. Farley. Yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Everybody loves a funny fat dude. Yeah, exactly. And that's funny that you say that. So he shaved his head bald, of course. He had like childlike mannerisms, natural comedic charm. Uh, you know, he was a big hit with audiences, particularly children. The kids loved Curly. And there was a thing where like women liked Curly, but because he was funny. They did not like Curly in any other sort of way. <laughs> Like, he was not a big hit with the ladies, which is kind of, I think, just he was a victim of his time. I think Curly nowadays could probably clean up all right. He wasn't a bad-looking dude, but he was kind of like the fat dude, you know? And he was like the goofy guy. They were all fucking ugly as sin. Don't get me wrong. The Three Stooges were, none of them were a good-looking They weren't getting paid well enough for it to not matter. Exactly. Um. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so Curly was kind of like, he did not have a lot of luck in love, Mm -hmm. you know? And he had two bad marriages behind him. Uh, he was he was having a real effect on his mental and physical health. This thing that he was very unsuccessful with love. He was like the tortured clown, you know. Tortured clown. The tortured clown. That was Curly. Who <laughs> would never find love. Uh, and he developed a real affinity to drinking, eating a shit ton, and hiring company for the night. That was uh, uh, that was Curly's mo. You know, hey, just. Just get a bottle of Jack, a big ass steak, and a and a woman who uh, will leave in the morning. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and he'd really ramp it up when they did live shows, uh, which was about seven months out of the year. So a lot of time spent drinking there, where he would just uh, apparently he would get really hammered around these live shows that they would do. As soon as as soon as they get off stage, a real uh, a real Rat Pack situation. Yeah, a real yeah. Rat Pack, a one man Rat Pack. You yeah. know, it was old Curly. Uh, just, a was, just a rat. Just a rat. Just a rat in a pack. Just a rat in a pack, just getting fucking hammered with a hooker. Uh, his weight ballooned in the 1940s. He got really big, which you know also didn't help his chance with the ladies, I guess, at the time. Again, man. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah. Just a, the, the vicious cycle. Yeah. Uh, his blood pressure became dangerously high. And by 1945, it was pretty clear that it was catching up to him, and his performances were suffering. Did they it know was, about blood pressure back then? Did oh they, man, they were, were like signs on blood pressure back well, then. Well, I guess when your eyes are bulging uh, out of your head. Yeah, they knew about blood pressure. They probably <laughs> knew about blood pressure in the 1800s. Oh, yeah, okay. when your eyes start bulging out of your head because you ate fucking you know 10,000 milligrams of sodium the night before <laughs> with that hook, with that hooker that you were drinking with. <laughs> I know they're not hookers anymore, but back in these days they were. Let's be honest. My blood hurts when it pumps. <laughs> I mean, you remember? There's, there, there's so many images of like you know GIs in like a hospital yeah, yeah, with like the blood pressure yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like, well, those guys lost their legs to bombs. Curly was just losing his to like you know Diabetes. sugar. I yeah. Can- <laughs> I could feel the blood trying to squeeze through the arteries. It's not quite getting there, but it hurts. Tell you that much. It just hurts to exist right now. And uh, he just did not quite have the stuff anymore, you know, between the fucking... uh, Really? You're telling me the fat, incoherent drunk (laughs) didn't have it anymore? You lost your sparkle, Curly. You lost your sparkle. He wasn't on for the performance. He was. This was very. He was in his uh, Marlon Brando in the Isle of Doctor Moreau phase. You know, he was very much. uh, He was going out. He was done. You know, he was. He was turning in his uh, his apron. 
Uh, <laughs> Elvis on the back nine. Yeah, it was Elvis. It was Elvis on the toilet at this point. So during during a five month hiatus from August 1945 through January 1946. So they do this five month hiatus from Columbia. Uh, basically, Columbia says like, "Go go do your own thing for a bit. We'll get back to you." And the trio committed themselves to making a feature film at Monogram. Remember, we talked about Monogram pretty recently. I can't remember where. I can never remember where we talk about this shit anymore. But uh, followed by a two-month-long live appearance gig in New York City with performances seven days a week. So you remember his whole thing. You like to drink during these live performances. So now they just got basically a... Uh, a, a two-month contract of doing seven performances a week live. So a lot of time for drinking for old Curly is basically what this adds up to. Oh, Curly is just... This is not a good situation for the man who likes to drink during these gigs. Or it's a really good situation. Or it's a really good yeah. situation. Like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is cohesive to my habits. <laughs> so during this run in New York, Curly is uh, doing his Curly thing... Very, very, very alcohol soaked. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, he's he's just... like, how convenient. I already have all my books that I'm drinking seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That basically was what was happening. He was like, well, I guess now I'm just a permanent drunk, mm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and he is now a permanent drunk. He enters... What if it's because he had stage fright and didn't tell anybody? Oh, shit. Maybe. <laughs> Pro- or probably just haunted by Ted Healy's death that he caused. You know, yeah. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking that, too. It's just like, he was like... We shouldn't have done it, guys. And he takes another shot. They're like, Curly, man, you can't drink him back to life. (laughs) It's blood money. (laughs) It's blood money, and my blood hurts. (laughs) 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 So so during this run in New York, and now, mind you, this is only like a two-month thing, but Curly has turned it into a whole fucking fiasco here. Uh, He's very drunk. Uh, He gets married to a woman. Uh, during their their live show run where they're doing seven days a week, he somehow managed to fucking find some time to marry this woman in October. You just out instead of going to Vegas so yeah. Elvis get married. <laughs> exactly. So was it one of his, uh, like, nighttime visitors? I'm just pretty like... sure it was one of his nighttime visitors because it was a very, like, disastrous fucking marriage <laughs> that he enters into. And his, it was his third one, by the way. Curly was not a, not a fun story. Like, Curly... <laughs> Curly, Curly wound up, Curly wound up maybe more tragic than Ted Healy at this. It's point. all downhill since he shaved his head. Yes, it was. The moment he shaved his head to be funny for Ted Healy was the moment that Curly lost his soul, you know. And the moment that his blood began to hurt was right then and there. His his heart hurt long before his arteries. And so, so he he enters this disastrous third marriage in October 1945. And uh, in November, the Stooges returned to L.A. They they finished off this New York gig, and now they got two months to chill and rest mm-hmm. before they got to report back to fucking Columbia and start making shit again. And this is supposed to be normally what they would do. This is Curly would normally kind of dry out during this time. They would go do a live thing. He would do his drinking thing during the live thing. He would do his drinking thing. He would do his drinking thing. He would do his, uh, his whoring thing. They'd get back to L.A., and he'd be like, all right. Time to dry out. Time to get focused. Yeah. <laughs> well, he enters this crazy 
horrible marriage with probably one of his ladies of the night, and he does not stop drinking. <laughs> so, so they get back to L.A., and they're like, cool, Curly's going to dry out. And he's like, actually, I'm going to keep that drinking thing going. And <laughs> yeah, now we're not working. What if I didn't? What if I didn't stop drinking, dude? What if I didn't? <laughs> Radical idea. <laughs> but found out that they do sell alcohol in Los Angeles. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I'm just going to keep this party a-going. <laughs> Uh, and then maybe I'll start drinking while we're on set, too. You know? <laughs> My blood hurts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, they, so they get back to Columbia, and Curly fucking stumbles his drunk ass that's now, like, you know, 100 pounds heavier back on the set at Columbia. It's like, I'm ready to be the stooge, you know? And he's just fucking... They do six films uh, with him in this condition. Just being drunk fucking curly. <laughs> they ranged from Monkey Businessman <laughs> to Half Wits Holiday. And apparently, if you watch Half Wits Holiday, they say, like, it is very clear. Like, curly just ain't all there anymore, you know? Curly has left the fucking building, you know? Which is funny, because there's a movie called Half Wits Holiday. Drunk man I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That man is drunk. Like that man is not okay. You know, he's going through clearly a very bad marriage. <laughs> <laughs> to make matters worse, speaking of his marriage, while filming these shorts, yeah, to make matters even fucking worse for Curly, he separated and divorced his wife after just like months of marriage <laughs> to this woman. <laughs> <laughs> he just got he got married to this woman in New York, being hammered doing this live show. Goes back to L.A., keeps the drunk going, goes back to Columbia, divorces basically, um, and apparently it just fucking it just wrecked him, dude. So he's just a fucking wreck of a human being. And during the final day of filming Half Wits Holiday on May 6, nineteen forty six, Curly has now been married, divorced is very drunk. The man suffers a fucking debilitating stroke on set of this fucking project, ending his 14-year career. Over. It's done. Is he, is he deceased? No, he wasn't dead yet. Oh. But he was fucked up. Ah. <laughs> he had a big old, big giant stroke, and uh, you know Columbia was like, yeah. at least it was the last day of filming. <laughs> <laughs> we got that... Another I, weird coincidence. I was about to say, dude, he started to become a problem for Columbia, so Columbia made him not a problem anymore. The very last day of the very last film that he owed on his contract, mm -hmm. he had a fucking huge stroke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I think old Albert Broccoli had something to do with this one, too. <laughs> he stroked out on us. He stroked. <laughs> but you know, as would become tradition for the Stooges, the show must go on. He just stopped drinking. <laughs> yeah, he stopped drinking for like a minute. <laughs> He's he like, finally, I don't have to perform anymore. I can get sober. <laughs> he dries out and just has a stroke immediately. Yeah, his blood realized there was no alcohol left in it and fucking freaked out. <laughs> Natural causes related to alcoholism. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> they found Curly beat up in a back alleyway from alcohol. Uh, and as would become tradition for the Stooges, the show must go on, baby. Mo brought his brother Shimp. You remember Shimp? No. Okay. We talked about him in the first <laughs> he episode. First. He was uh, one of the first oh, Stooges. Yeah, 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 He's yeah. one of the OGs. Yeah. So basically, they call Shimp. Shimp's off doing his own thing by now. Shimp's got like a whole career solo. 
He's doing his shimp thing. Shimping around? Shimping around. And they were like, shimp, man, come back. Uh, Curly fucked up real bad. <laughs> Curly, Curly couldn't quite hold himself together uh, for very long. You know, we haven't renewed our contract at all with Columbia in 20 years, so <laughs> that might be a part of it. But the man had a fucking stroke on us, and we're fucked. Hey, Shrimp, let me ask you three questions. First one, does, does your blood hurt? <laughs> yeah. Second one, how's you drinking these days? How's you drinking these Third days? Third one is, do you want a job? Shrimp's just like, well, look, man, I mean, it's been the 1940s. My drinking is like every other man. I have a martini for lunch, a scotch for lunch, a beer for lunch, and then a whiskey for uh, between lunch and dinner, and then a whiskey for dinner. Dinner and then another martini for dinner. Oh, that's basically a handle of shit. For <laughs> They're like, oh, well, so you're sober. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. good. You're ready I, to go. You could have just said sober, kid. <laughs> come on, kid. Make it short here. We don't have all day. So they were like, shit, man, come back. Uh, and and you can just uh, take Curly's place while he heals up from his massive uh, alcohol related marriage stroke that he had. <laughs> And Shimp kind of, you know, he doesn't even really want to come back, but he's like, fuck it, I'll do it for old Curly. Uh-huh. We used to have some good uh, drinking times back uh. in the day. Curly's the only one with a conscience. Yeah, yeah dude, uh, yes. Uh, the Ted Healy incident haunted Curly. Everybody else was stroke, totally man. fine with it. He's just yeah. like eating him up inside. What a great movie this would be. Dude, uh. right? Holy shit, man. Interesting. I can see, uh, I'd see like fucking, oh man, I just forgot his name. Will Ferrell's partner back in the day they used to do everything C. Riley. yeah man yeah 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 C. Riley. Yeah. John C. Riley. he already John did the laurel and hardy movie though we'll do uh, laurel and hardy one day cool kind of the same shit comedy duo darkness surrounding them you know blood pains blood pains <laughs> the abyss slowly closing in uh, <laughs> while you're making yuck yucks you know <laughs> <laughs> This, this Three Stooges story for Hollywood is like JFK for like, you know, everything else. The files are still sealed. Yeah. Not, Columbia's not going to let us make this movie. The We're going to end up with strokes. Yeah. The mysterious dark shroud around our uh, early comedy. Uh, so, yeah, man, they call Shemp back. The game, they were hoping for a full recovery. They thought Curly was just like kind of going to take it easy for a bit. Uh, but Curly never did fully recover. He never appeared in a film again, except for he had a single cameo appearance in the third film after Shimp returned to the trio called Hold That Lion. And really, the story goes, he's uh, he's back up and walking around. <laughs> he's fucking, Curly is like kind of back to life. Not quite all there yet to be performing, but he's at least like up and about. And he goes and visits the set. And while he's there, the director said, wouldn't it be funny if we got all four of you guys into a scene? And so he makes this, like, cameo appearance. And That's cool. by all accounts, looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's so, on death's door. So in lore, did they replace him, or they just called Shimp uh, Curly? No, they called him Shimp, but oh, okay. it was just, man... It, they were just a machine, baby. Okay, like right, the yeah. show goes on, we yeah, don't stop. Yeah. Ted Healy's dead. Sign the contract. <laughs> Curly has his fucking blowout. Sign Get the contract. In. Sign the contract. You know, not for any more money, but sign the contract. You know, I love in, imagining in my head that I'm just going to the Stooges and being like, "It's called the Three Stooges, yes. you fucking morons." Yes, dude. yes. Find another Stooge. Find another Stooge. Or I'm not. This Stooge. He's going to go to Beverly Hills Police Department and give him some info. <laughs> That's right. 
We're not re-trademarking. <laughs> We're not doing the two Stooges. It's, this, this, the three Stooges, goddammit. I don't care what your fucking name is. Curly, Shimp, McGee. I don't give a shit. Get in there and be a goddamn Stooge, or else you're going to be Ted Healy all over this place. You Listen, know? if you got to go get a scarecrow and shove your arm up his ass to make him move, that's, right. that's what you're going to do. You think, you, think, you think we made Curly's blood hurt? <laughs> We're going to make yours hurt even worse. <laughs> Get back on set. <laughs> so uh, that was the only film that contained all Curly four. Curly don't got a drinking problem. He's got a listening problem. He's got a <laughs> <laughs> Curly's problem's about to be a lot worse than drinking. <laughs> My blood hurts. <laughs> oh, what do you know? He broke his own legs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he suffered. He suffered a couple strokes from my nine iron. <laughs> he said he wanted to retire, so he gave him a hospital room to think about it. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of exactly what happened. So Curly remained ill until his death from additional strokes in January 1952. <laughs> the man stroked all the way the fuck out. <laughs> this man. <laughs> this man stroked to death. Uh, again, I'm going to tell you a lot about strokes in this episode because they they happen to a lot of the Stooges. Wait, really? Yes. Yes, dude. All the people in this story wound up dying of strokes, mysteriously. Like, are, everybody... are they, dare I say, different strokes? <laughs> hey, different strokes. Yeah, That's man. hilarious. Every, every person that I've mentioned in this whole thing has just died of a stroke at some point. I, you know, I'm, I, I mean, it's... Very interesting. Very wow. interesting. Fascinating. Uh, to add insult to injury, after Curly's death in 1952, Columbia Pictures had a fucking stroke of its own. Uh, they decided to... <laughs> that was a bad joke. They decided to downsize its short subject division. Um, they were sort of having some money issues at the time. And <laughs> so they're downsizing the division that basically handles the Three Stooges. You know, It resulted in producer Hugh McCollum... Being discharged, director Edward Burns resigning out of loyalty to McCollum, screenwriter Elwood Ullman, who had worked closely with Burns, also resigned. Burns had also been contemplating his resignation for some time, as he and Jules White, this guy's about to come up a lot, Jules White, uh, he and Jules White were often at odds. Jules White was a director with their short content division. And he directed a lot of the Stooges stuff along with a lot of those people that I just mentioned. I see. Basically, everyone but Jules White fucking fucks off. They leave. Columbia Picture, the whole department kind of gets cleaned out. And really all that's left is Jules White, this dude. And he becomes the director and the producer for all the Stooges stuff to come now. After the, the post-Curly era mm. of the Three Stooges is now being handled by this dude. <laughs> Reorganization of the... Of the, of the, of the uh, Listen, yeah. your tactics are getting, killing off the Stooges. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta switch things up here. <laughs> the whole department found out what happened to Curly, and they were like, we don't want any more to do with this. We're out. Like, so uh, The department uh, did what Curly could not do, which was lose some weight. So uh, <laughs> we're on a much thinner, less blood pressure organization around here. Yeah, Curly couldn't cut the fat, so we're doing it at Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> Our blood hurts too. We're getting rid of the old blood. In with the new. We couldn't get just cur- less blood. <laughs> we couldn't get Curly any new blood, but we can get Columbia some. 
So, uh, so now Jules White has taken over the Three Stooges stuff, and uh, quality is just going to shit. Like mm. it's just he's not he's not doing the the Three Stooges. He's not keeping the Three Stooges standard here. Also, like, you know? how do you fuck up the Three Stooges <laughs> for real? <laughs> also, for real, it seems like the simplest formula, and just turn just point a camera at them yep. and let them go. I, I think the problem is probably more just like. Uh, uh, the the times have changed, and the Stooges don't know how to change with the times. Uh, it's even more mysterious. More mystery. I was like, that wasn't that mysterious. That was very no, no. logical. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> very, very logical. Pretty expecting. Too they were, logical. They were still okay. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory about what happened here. So, what happened was, this dude, uh, White, Jules White, he takes over, and basically... The shorts, they said it became increasingly mechanical, frequently substituted violent sight gags for story and characterization. He's getting away from the old pluck the eyeball, you know, mallet on the head shit, and he's wanting to go for more, like, long-form comedy. And production was now also significantly faster. With the former, they used to do these in, like, four days. They would just churn them out. Four days, we film these things... This motherfucker comes in two days. That's all we need. We're doing two days. He cuts the cuts the filming period in half. And to be even more cheap, he would create a new stewed short, new with quotes around it, by borrowing footage from the old ones. Whoa. So he is now setting it in a slightly different storyline and filming new scenes, but cutting in like old shit along Whoa. with it. Whoa. See what and he gets to a, like a different frame and it's curly. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, come back and it's shifted. <laughs> like, it's, what? That is very funny that you just said that. <laughs> that is absolutely about to come up. Of course oh it is. That is Yo, we've abs- been on one this episode, yes, by the way, with our predictions. Yes, the predictions have been on fucking point. So at first, all he needed was a month off. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're are, are, we're sharp now. We're sharp. At first, he would be really sneaky about recycling this old footage. You could mm. hardly tell. He would like reuse only like a single sequence of old film, something that had never been released. You know, oh, and he some, would he would sort of slip it in some, there. Some cutting room floor stuff. The cutting room floor mm. stuff, and he would re-edit it so cleverly that it was not easy to detect. That was at first, <laughs> but as he went, the shorts became cheaper. And the recycling became more obvious with as much as 75% of the runtime consisting of old footage. Hardly any of it was new. He would make, he got to where he could make a Three Stooges short in a day. Holy shit. He would shoot some shit with them. Whatever we got time for, I'll fill in the rest in post. Exactly. Short, short. Yes. (laughs) So, what I think was happening is he was getting the budget for these shorts. Mm. He was cutting it down to where he could make it for... He would hardly have to spend fucking any of it mm-hmm. and just pocket the rest that of it. That makes sense, yeah. yeah. That and makes sense. What I mean, are they going to ask him about it? You know, yeah, There's it, no one else in this apartment. We fired everyone else. Exactly. Everybody's I am gone. the Three Stooges. <laughs> I, I am Queens Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Entourage fans out there. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what was happening, though. Again, man, mm. all the conspiracies. All so the, Hollywood uh, accounting is yeah. that its finest. <laughs> like, They're not conspiracies. Conspiracies. On this show, we call them fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> That's right. And then, in 1955, three years after the death of old Curly, at the ripe 
old age of 60 years old, Shimp is in the back of a taxi cab with his buddy after they just went and watched a boxing match, and he fucking dies of a heart attack right there in the back of the cab. Damn. That third stooge was a curse, man. Yeah, Shimp started asking too many questions. Yeah, he started asking, where's that other, why why are our movies just being recycled? Yeah, Yeah. why you keep cutting to the fat guy? (laughs) (laughs) Curly's been dead, you can't show him anymore. I thought you were going to say he hung himself in the back of the taxi cab. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't blame him. That's a very funny punchline. How'd he die? I hung himself in the back of the taxi cab. Back of a taxi cab. <laughs> uh, yeah, it should start asking why hasn't our pay been raised since the Great Depression? Yeah, why? Uh... Oh <laughs> yeah. my God, that makes sense too. Ship comes in the fold after uh, Curly. Wait, this doesn't add up. Yes, he's like, why is our contract still from the fucking thirties? And they're like, Ship, don't ask. Trust us, don't ask. I left a very profitable solo career for yes, this, yes. and now they're just reusing old footage of the Fat Man. Yes, dude. they hung him in the back of a tank. Taxi cab. <laughs> they fucking Epstein his ass. So, <laughs> so at this point, Shimp dies. Curly's dead. The show's over, right? Like Mo, Mo is like, okay, like curtains. It's it. Like the, the Stooges is done. The Stooges are fucking dead. Curly's out. Shimp's out. All my brothers are dying around me. Let's fucking hang this shit up. And Columbia Pictures was like, you know what ain't dead? Your fucking contract, bro. All right. The show must go on, baby. Bring me another stooge. Bring me another stooge. The money the money man is here. Bring in the stooges. That's what the movie's about. It's about right. them going to find new replacement stooges. Yes, yeah, and killing them. Yeah, the money man is here. Bring in the stooge. <laughs> Bring in Tremblay. So, uh, because uh, Columbia, thing is, they owed eight stooge shorts for the year, and they had only four of them completed. So Jules White had to figure out, and this is what Columbia told him after Shimp died, you got to figure out how to make four more of these bad boys with Shimp. <laughs> Weekend at Shimp's? Weekend at Shimp's. <laughs> Wait, I understand. They're only taking one day to shoot each short. They've only right. worked four days throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Listen, that, that body is like prime for four days. They can go ahead... And put some makeup on him, put him in a nice suit. They only shoot like once every other month? Like, what the fuck? So listen to this shit. This gets fascinating. This gets fascinating. Recycled footage of Shimp. The man's body is not cold yet. They're recycling footage of this man combined with new footage of a supporting player at Columbia named Joe Palma who doubled for him using, like, makeup and shit to to look like Shimp. And they just cut together old footage of Shimp with this man in makeup to look like Shimp, and they they shimped him. They re-shimped. My favorite part is, like, these executives are, like, smoking a cigar, and they're like, the audience is fucking idiots. They're never going to know the difference. They believe what we tell them to believe. (laughs) These guys have to just yes do act act with act with their dead friend, (laughs) with their friend who died, like Mo's brother. 
His ship and Mo is on stage with who would they would uh, this would be eventually coined the fake shimp. <laughs> and Mo's like, that sounds like a fucking cryptocurrency. <laughs> hey, fake shimp. Fake shimp. <laughs> Move a little to the left. They just call him fake shimp. Yes. Hey, fake shimp. <laughs> Shimp is dead. Mo, stop crying. <laughs> yeah, dude. For real. Mo, it's not real, Shimp. <laughs> Your brother died. <laughs> Remember? What are you crying about? What are you crying about? You were just at his funeral. It's clearly not him. <laughs> we, we didn't do what the one guy wanted to do, which was pull him out of the casket and fucking weaken yeah. at Shimpers. Listen, if 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 practical effects had his way, <laughs> yeah. we'll rig that body up. Yeah, man. Got, yeah. Like, now make master. with the chuckles. Now make with the yuck yucks, Mo. <laughs> Get the tear out of your eye. You want to be curly? <laughs> Do you want to stroke? <laughs> you want to stroke? Yeah. Yeah. We we'll stroke you in the back of a taxi cab too. So this was called. <laughs> This was called The Fake Shimp. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you about... That where, is the name of the movie, too. The name of the movie, The Fake Shimp. I'm going to tell you about The Fake Shimp. A fake shimp is now a term in Hollywood. Uh, it is a type of body double who appears in a film as a replacement for another actor or person, usually when the original actor has died or is unable or unwilling to reprise their role. And there have been fake shimps over the years. Uh, John Candy died while he was still filming Wagons of e Wagons East. They fake shimped his ass. They John Candied someone up real quick, sent his ass to the stage, and he John Candied for the rest of the movie. Uh, <laughs> Paul Walker. Paul Walker is the most famous fake shimp. That was uh, that his was brother, right? yeah, his brother. They CGI'd Paul Walker's fucking face over his brother. brother. And they fake shimped his ass all the way through the rest of Furious Seven, you know. Uh, Do but you think they were on the set with the bullhorn <laughs> yelling out, "All right, fake ship to fake one, ship. <laughs> fake ship." <laughs> Another brother story. They're like, "Go act like your dead brother for us, <laughs> fake ship." No, no, it'll be great. It's an homage. <laughs> I love it. But most we importantly, go your brother was on the contract. <laughs> That's right. You are on the contract. Yeah, yeah. It's all real sweet, but most importantly, we don't lose any money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a very famous fake shimp of someone who was alive. 1989. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Doesn't this defeat the purpose of the definition of fake shimp? So remember, a fake shimp, which by the way, the, ter the term was coined by uh, Sam Raimi. Sam oh. Raimi is the guy who came up. So way later, after the fake shimp happened, oh, okay. Sam Raimi, called, he, he harked back to what happened to shimp and called it the fake shimp, and that became what we know it as. Uh, you know the story about Back to the Future Part Two with Crispin Glover? Yes. So... Z Zemeckis, Robert Zemeckis wants to go make Back to the Zemeckis. Future Part 2. Zemeckis, either way. Which, I don't fucking know. Ray Donovan. Uh, and Crispin Glover, he asked Crispin Glover to come reprise his role, you know, in the sequel. And basically, Crispin Glover, fucking weirdo, didn't want to do the movie anymore. Wait, which one? Which character was he? He was the dad. Oh, yeah. Okay, all right. Minor dad. Yeah, the nerdy dad. Yeah, very minor role. Yeah. So, uh... Zemeckis fake shimped his ass mm -hmm. without asking. Oh. Took a bunch of old footage from the first one, 
put in a stand-in to do some filling work and fake shimped his ass back into the movie. Crispin Glover is back in the movie whether he fucking wants to be or not. <laughs> That's so funny. He doesn't get paid anymore for it. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, that became a thing. So the George <laughs> McFly character appeared in the movie. Uh, he used some previously filmed footage, blah, 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 you know, interspliced. And uh, this guy who wore prosthetics, <laughs> including a false chin, nose, and cheekbones, used various methods such as background, sunglasses, blah, 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 to resemble Glover. And Glover filed a lawsuit against the producers, including Steven Spielberg, on the grounds that they neither owned his likeness nor had permission to use it. Which, yeah, like, <laughs> they put this man in a movie after he said no. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and he was like, why? You can't do yeah. that. Due to Glover's lawsuit, there are now clauses in the Screen Actors Guild collective bargaining agreements that state that producers and actors are not allowed to use such methods to produce the likeness of other actors. And so that he was the reason for that. And he also got fucking shit canned. He was like black hole for the rest of his life. That, that makes shit. sense. It's like, yeah, okay, if you want to go down this road, we can go down this we road. We can Ted Healy yeah. real fast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll never work again. <laughs> he never you, did. Congratulations. Yeah. I hope you're happy about like making a uh, bitching about this bit part that yeah. no one even remembers. Yeah, yeah. He was a real weird guy, too. He's got some interviews out there that are fucking nuts. Uh, but yeah, Fake Shimp, Paul Walker, that was the most, you know, probably the most famous one. Uh, 2016 film, Rogue One, they uh, the 1977 likenesses of Peter Cushing and Carrie Fisher were recreated using CGI over body doubles. Right, they fake shimped that real quick. Yeah, using processes that Lucasfilm would not divulge. Mm. With Guy Henry in <laughs> yeah, which I mean I think we they can just have clones. In yeah, <laughs> underground at Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> they have the real shimps under there. They just clone all Disney these big does actors. own their likenesses. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they own their human, their human You're mine bodies. Now, bitch. Oh. Oh. Similarly, for Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker, footage of Fisher shot for The Force Awakens was superimposed onto a digital body. And uh, yeah, those are all the uh, real famous fake shimps. Nice. So I'm gonna start wrapping yes. it up here. This is we we were gone way into the weeds. So wait, after after they fake shimped him up, uh, was there another was there another third stooge? Did they. They yeah. The Eventually, just all the Stooges became shimps, and there's just <laughs> yeah. a completely new lineup. And they just get dumber and dumber as they go. Like the clones are getting worse, you know. Oh my god. Uh, yes, there were. There were uh, two more. Two more. Two more Stooges. <laughs> I'm not. Two. I'm not even gonna talk about them. We don't have time. Uh, Did they also die of they strokes? Died of fucking strokes, Drake. Oh. Yes. Both of them. Mo and Larry were mainstays throughout the ensembles. Nearly fifty year run and the pivotal third stooge was played by shimp then drunk curly then shimp again and then he died and later on two guys named joe besser and curly joe dorita so a new curly a new curly <laughs> how Balls. many fucking curlies how many curlies existed in 1930s and, whatever 1940s. And, and the balls on this man to become a third stooge and name himself Curly after he knows what happened to the last fucking oh Curly. God, how long did these other two last? Died of strokes not pretty as, much immediately. Not as well, long as their contract. <laughs> <laughs> they lasted through their contract with Columbia. 
<laughs> were they uh, uh were they known like did they just pull them off the streets were these family friends like how they assembled these other two stooges they were ted healy's friends you know <laughs> it's like they They're... went to the local bar and they found yeah, the drunkest they... motherfuckers they, they found him at the trocadero hey, does your blood hurt i got a contract for you <laughs> That has a whole story. I'm sure some Stooge pros out there know the story. I don't know how where these motherfuckers came from. What That's I do know insane. is they. What I do know is, on January 9th, 1970, Larry suffered a paralyzing stroke. Oh my god! Ending his acting career, while he was in the middle of doing a, a pilot for a TV series that they were shooting with him, uh, he fucking had a stroke on set. In 1975, he suffered yet another stroke and died. And months later, Mo, months later, months after Larry has his stroke and dies, Mo died of lung cancer. And he just went ahead and went out too. And so in 1975, we lost Larry and Mo. Wow. What was the most what was the most recent Stooge movie? What's the newest Stooge movie? The newest Stooge movie, it had to be well, let's see. Uh, that's a good question, actually. And while you look that up, I'm just gonna say it. Any actor out there right now, if Columbia approaches you for a Stooge reboot. Oh, say man. no. And you remember they did that thing. They did. They did the the Three Stooges movie with uh, Will Sasso. I never saw it. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. It, it was. It was like a Three Stooges reboot. Wow. Are Will they Sasso. All dead from strokes? I was about to say if Will Sasso has a fucking stroke. I guess we know. Let me see. Oh man, I don't know. It's gonna be kind of a hard one to find. The last Three Stooges movie. Here we'll just look up Mo's discography. Yeah. Uh, Mo. Discography. <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> Mo, Three Stooges, Three Stoogei. Oh, here we go. Wikipedia. Don't have a the, stroke. Yeah. How funny would that be? Oh, if that don't was have name? a stroke. The, the final comedy produced was Flying Saucer Daffy, <laughs> filmed on December 19th through 20th, 1957. Several uh, days later. You know what else happened in 1957? Roswell. Oh <laughs> shit! And they all died. Who, which one? They didn't was die. They just went home. That's right. <laughs> they just went to the big stooge in the sky. <laughs> the the, the sky. aliens came and took their people back, and they just left these dead corpses. And they're like, ah, I don't know. You had a stroke. <laughs> well, speaking of strokes, so as for the remaining original replacement stooges, Joe Besser died of a stroke. 1988, so he went quite a while. Wow. He lived. He he went quite a long life there. Uh, he died in 18, 1988 of a stroke, followed by Joe Dorita, uh, who had pneumonia on July 3rd, actually. But then there was another guy, which I don't I don't know how you do this at this point. Everybody's dead. Emil Sitka was announced as a stooge, but never performed as such because he died on January 16th, 1998. Six months after being disabled by a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't Are know. Strokes that common? No. <laughs> Back then, yeah. I guess so. Back guess in the nineties. So. <laughs> oh yeah. For sure. These strokes went from the fifties all the way to the nineties. <laughs> like these dudes were just stroking out left and right. Is it that stressful to be a stooge? Good lord. It's that oh stressful to work for Columbia. Yeah, that's very true. Oh yeah. my god. It was because the even in the nineties they were trying to do the six hundred dollar a week contract yeah. from the thirties. And he had a fucking stroke when he read it. Instead of rent controlled, you're contract controlled. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Uh, I mean, look, you know, these episodes are never gonna end without them all dying, right? Like, uh, when we do an episode on someone from the past, they're gonna die at the end. Just know that. Uh, it doesn't oh, often happen shit. where all of them die of the same cause, <laughs> but <laughs> of the same mysterious strokes. Is this the darkest episode yet? <laughs> I was like, no, man, the Three Stooges isn't going to be very dark. <laughs> oh, boy, was I wrong. Lighthearted uh, comedy. <laughs> can this title of this episode be My Blood Hurts? <laughs> so, yeah, now they're all dead. So, <laughs> these. <laughs> but somehow they're still turning out movies. Somehow they're still turning out movies. These guys, they left a legacy behind that is insurmountable. Um, and as long as this episode was, I honestly, I hardly even scratched the surface, man. Yeah, if you want a stooge update, a, a stooge, a stooge part, a, a stooge redux, yes. let us know. Maybe yeah. we'll, 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 st- we'll stooge again, maybe next year. Yeah, maybe we can go even deeper. I mean, I don't want to have a stroke. Yeah, for real. I mean, maybe not, man. Maybe we <laughs> uncovered not. too much. Yeah, I feel like I need to go sage. If after one this. of the three of us <laughs> dies of a stroke for the next <laughs> yeah. couple months, just oh, know God. Columbia did it. Oh, no. No, are we the Three Stooges of Film History Podcast? Yeah, you know, we'll, do, we'll get a Ouija board, and we'll do a seance and channel the Three Stooges. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah, if I die, just take a bunch of old footage you didn't use of me and, you know, and the reconstruct. Outtakes, yeah, the outtakes. Plug-in outtakes. <laughs> you guys just respond to my outtakes and act like it's a real podcast still going. You just fake ship me real quick. Oh, shit. But, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that was it. They all died. Uh, so <laughs> it's sort of, it's sort of like, you know, and it was like, uh, I don't know. Like I said, it was a running theme for them for a very long time. Was just like keep the fucking show going. You know, I think that was, I think that's what, I think that's what we take away from the Stooges. The show must like, go on. The show must go on. The yuck yucks need to keep coming. You know, keep making them laugh even when you're crying. Uh, you know, and, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <in> the... <laughs> So much coming. to do, so much to see, so many strokes to have <laughs> in the back seat of the taxi cab. <laughs> oh. oh man. Um yeah, that was it. I cool. do want to see the one where they're plumbers though. That yeah. sounds very funny. I, I like to see all of them. That is yeah. the murder trial one especially. Murder yeah. trial one. Oh yeah. my god. Especially well, if they make any sort of reference um, to any sort of Ted Healy style yeah. murder, we know exactly what yeah. the fuck happened. Well, until I'm found dead at a Tropicero due to natural causes for my stroke, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, on TikTok at Hollywood Drake, Skits of Drake, and Drake L. Cummings. So I am full in on content this year. Nice. I have been producing at least uh, one piece of content for each of those three TikTok accounts, and then the best of whatever comes out of those three gets posted on Instagram. YouTube and Snapchat and whatever everywhere else on the internet that you can find me, find my name by typing it in. Uh, it's 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 been great. I, I'm really proud of the uh, the reels on Instagram reels, especially uh, those are mostly the skits from my skit account. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, we were talking earlier about like um, producing good work under pressure. Uh, I haven't had a whole lot of time to like pre-record a lot of these, so a lot of them I've had to just like I, I have an hour for my lunch break. I need to write and shoot a script. And, sh- and edit it and get this posted like during my lunch break so it's been a lot of like 
rapid creative prototyping and stuff, and it's so like nice. some good stuff has come out of it. I like, well, come out of my lunch break. I'm like, I can't believe I did this in an hour. This is, this is decent. So, let's check that out. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, the Hollywood Drake one's gonna, I, I might retitle these, um, but, because uh, you can change your name on TikTok, but. Uh, Hollywood Drake is video game specific content. It's going to be hyper focused, niche now on video games. It's the one I have the biggest following on because it's the main one I've been doing. Skits of Drake is just going to be where you get your yucks. Uh, and then uh, Drake L. Cummings is just going to be more of like a traditional influencer page. Vlogs. I'll learn how to dance at some point. So nice. I'll get on those TikTok dances. Um, Got to. Uh, uh, thirst traps once I get my abs. You know okay. what I mean? Like, so if you, if you want vlogging thirst trapping abs you know follow me there all right and uh I'll definitely follow you there then. <laughs> i want to see those abs yeah them? <laughs> where can they find your abs <laughs> I, beneath my layer of fat <laughs> <laughs> uh instagram sailor underscore dev twitter abracadaver dev and yeah that's it <laughs> yeah you can find me at James Wyatt Scott, Jimmy Deloitte, depending on where you're looking for us. You can find us at Film History, the History of Film, or FHHF Podcast. What's up, Dylan? Oh, I wanted to give a shout-out real quick. Uh, everyone, if you got an interest, you should uh, check out the Astral Plane Drifter and go follow us oh, yeah. on IG and all the social medias. It is a film that Abracadabra Films is producing. We're shooting in Joshua Tree in February, so follow along on the journey. It is a 1970s-themed Western sci-fi kung fu comedy. I love that. In the style of Cheech and Chong meets Barbarella. Wow. It's really great. Barbarella, man. we got to do that episode one day. Oh, yeah. i got to watch Mainly that, just yeah. so you watch the movie. Okay. I mean, I don't watch any of these, yeah. but I will for this one. Barbarella yeah. will make you trip balls and horny all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome, though, man. I cannot wait. I, I forgot wait to, to plug that, so yeah. I can't wait to come visit Seth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll uh, probably have stuff to do if you guys want to be like a space vampire ooh, or a lizard yeah. person or something. I have always yeah. wanted to be a space vampire. Yeah. So. We got Chad Coltrane is in it. He's uh, been Walking Dead and a bunch of stuff. Um, nice. One of the uh, original creators of Aqua Teen is a co-producer. Sweet. Uh, we get some some cool talent nice. attached. Hell yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So. I, wish, I wish I could have gotten an audition. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, cool. <laughs> we That's can't cool, afford you. It's oh, too gotcha. low budget. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Film history road trip to Joshua Tree. <laughs> that we should do. Uh, we'll be, be cool. out there for three weeks. That is something I'd like to do in the new year. I would love for us to uh, take the show on the road. Uh, not to do anything. Just like I'd like... We rent a cabin up in Big Bear, and we drink a bunch, and then we record an episode. You know, yeah. we, we go to do? Joshua Tree, and we drink a bunch, and then That's we record an episode. We'll Maybe <laughs> we'll want to, I'll look at the schedule, but you guys can come up, and we'll do an episode with Mike, who's the writer and creator of the movie, because Mike has been a stuntman in Hollywood for like 30 years. Oh, oh nice. cool. He's been in everything you can imagine, oh, and cool. he's got so much crazy stories, and he actually he had like an injury, like a shoulder injury or something, that prevented him from uh, working, and while he was recovering, he wrote this script. Well, Nice. So it's like really cool to see like yeah. oh the culmination of a lot of these yeah. jokes and bits and like kind of stage combaty actiony kind yeah. of stuff from yeah. side in the back of his head for years be put all into this it was it's really great so Dude. everybody should check it out I can't wait man yeah. fuck cool. yeah let's film this shit hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can find us all over the place that I was talking about. I don't know, man. Google me. Uh, you can also find me drinking after the live show because we know what we did, boys. 
we know what we fucking did. <laughs> Had a stroke. <laughs> Had a stroke <laughs> on film history. The, the history of film. You know what I'm talking about.